Oh, George Crowley, the Reverend George Crowley, LLD. Prominent in Victorian London, the Reverend Dr. George Crowley was a prolific writer and a divine. He wrote poems, hymns, dramas, satires, plays, novels, historical and geographic works, biographies, and much theology. He was rector of this church for 25 years and is buried here. George Crowley was born in Dublin in August 1780, the son of a physician. Always being destined for the church, he received his education at Trinity College, Dublin, and gained an MA degree with distinction. He was clearly a steady and able scholar, not only well-grounded in academic study, but also very accomplished in literature. On ordination, he was initially appointed to an Irish curacy, but this held out little prospect for him of ever rising to higher station. With his widowed mother, two maiden sisters, and a younger brother, Captain Henry Crowley, the family therefore relocated to London in 1810 and resided for a while in Dean Street, Soho. George Crowley was to be disappointed with regard to obtaining early church preferment in London. With a good intellect and a fine mind, he necessarily turned his attention instead to secular literary pursuits. He contributed admirable, if somewhat severe, dramatic criticism to the New Times. In 1817, two new publications, Blackwood's Magazine and the Literary Gazette started, both of which regularly published his writings of prose and poetry, which were both powerful and popular. In Blackwood's, his Colonna, the painter, was particularly well received, followed by a number of miscellaneous offerings. With the Literary Gazette, his correspondence was more intimate and continuous and included poetry, criticisms, and essays of every description. Aware of Crowley's extraordinary ability and of the bent of his political opinions, the editor of the Literary Gazette recommended Crowley to Lord Eldon with the view of confirming his services on the side of the Pitt Party and also in the hope of presenting him with a living within the Church of England. Misfortune followed. The recommendation was passed over without effect. It was not till several years later that it was discovered that in making an application to the patron for a particular living, and in the response given to an inquiry from the Chancellor, the application was thought to be for another Irish priest and writer of a very similar name, and a convert from the Roman Catholic Church. So dear Dr. George Crowley was not therefore deemed eligible by the patron for the sacred office solicited. This single accident was to keep George Crowley from church preferment in London for a further 20 years. Some verses were to appear in the Literary Gazette by a young lady signing herself Helen, to which Crowley decided to reply. An acquaintance began, which within 12 months ended in a marriage that lasted more than 30 years. A family of six children, 
five sons and a daughter resulted from this union. Dr. Crowley busied himself writing poetry, valuable contributions which were published in several periodicals and also as separate works. His Paris in 1815 is a somewhat long poem written in 1817, just one of numerous poetic compositions of considerable merit. I meant 1915, <laughs> no, 1815. An anthology in two volumes was published, said to be most welcome to lovers of lofty intellectual culture, genuine inspiration and skillful expression. Dr. Crowley also exercised his talents in writing drama, and Catiline and Pride Shall Have a Fall bear witness to his success. His work of fiction, The Wandering Jew, is also a striking effort in this class of literature. At the age of 55, he was at last fortunate in being presented with a living in this church of St. Stephen Walbrook in 1835. This was through the good offices of Lord Brougham, who was distantly related to his wife. Some reports I found claim that George Crowley reopened this church after a long period of closure. At that time, Walbrook was a relatively poor area of the city. Also giving services in St. Benet Sherhog, he proved himself to be a strong preacher, opposing liberalism of any kind. He adhered to the fundamental or foundational doctrines of the Bible. In the pulpit, the eloquence of Dr. Crowley was said to be of the highest order, and his popularity attracted crowds from every part of the city to this beautiful church. And for the last 25 years of his life, he devoted himself with untiring energy to the diligent discharge of his clerical functions as rector of this church. If I can quote from his obituary, his impressive discourses, his massive form, grave and inflexible countenance, and sonorous voice produced striking effects. Pathos and persuasion, when needed, hung upon his lips in fine delivery of touching descriptions of Christian experiences and gospel exhortation. It's interesting to note that Charlotte and Anne Bronte visited St. Stephen's Walbrook on their first visit to London, hoping to hear Crowley preach, knowing him to be a famous author and cleric. Unfortunately, he was absent that particular Sunday and they were disappointed. In 1847, Dr. Crowley was appointed preacher at the Foundling Hospital, but in disgust at some of the proceedings of the managers of what he thought was an ill-conducted charity, he soon relinquished the office. He was also apparently involved in some violent disputes in this parish church, finding himself in regular argument with one Alderman Michael Gibbs, Lord Mayor in 1844. Meanwhile, as Rector George Crowley continued to write copiously books on history and biography as well as on biblical subjects, his theological works are important. Interpretations of the prophets and the apocalypse is applicable to the great concerns of mankind and is an earnest enforcement of religious truths. Whilst rector of St. Stephen Woolbrook, the Reverend Crowley published in 1854 a collection of 25 psalms, 
50 hymns and six poems in a publication called Psalms and Hymns for Public Worship. 12 of the hymns and all the poems were written by Crowley himself. Independent of his ministerial devotion and valuable works in divinity, Dr. Crowley was widely admired as rector of Walbrook by the world at large. He earned a prominent place and lasting renown in divinity, poetry, history, romance, and drama, all distinctly different areas of literature. He also wrote many hymns, two of which have been included in our service today. It was said that in society, his conversation was instructive and pleasant and full of pertinent anecdote and general information. His obituary states that Dr. Crowley was emphatically a good man, honorable, right-minded, honest-hearted, and a practical and pious Christian. Health, apparent firmness and strength were granted him to the last. He died in November 1860, collapsing in the street in Hoban, still performing the duties of rector of St. Stephen Warbrook. According to his own desire, his remains were laid under this church. A marble bust was bequeathed by Dr. Rowley to mark the spot to future pastors, he said. We hope those not less eligible and for future congregations equally sincere in their following and attachment. Indeed, memorials to him, his wife, daughter, and eldest son can all be found here. Amen.